Hi, and welcome to Courage to Adapt Podcast. I'm Jonathan, a father, a small business owner, and advocate for service to my community. This podcast is about resilience and the ability to adapt to change. In today's fast-paced world, change is constant and can be difficult to keep up. But with the right mindset and tools, we can learn to embrace change and even thrive in the face of it. Each week, the goal is to bring on guests who have faced challenges and come out on the other side, sharing their stories and insights on how to develop courage to adapt. Join us on this journey to become more resilient and adaptable as we explore the power of adaptability and strength that comes from facing challenges head on. This is Courage to Adapt Podcast. We are courage, adapted to challenges, obstacles, and adversities we face each day. Our chosen instrument is the basketball culture and the game of life. The world is our playground. The basket of opportunities are all around us. But even after we overcome each obstacle, will we have the courage to take the shot and risk it all to achieve our dreams? Let's get buckets. Welcome back to Courage to That Podcast. JT Chep here. Hope you're having a safe and productive week. Um, if you checked out last week's episode, episode 8, season 1, Integrity, I thank you. And if you haven't checked it out, please do check it out. It was about 10 traits and behaviors that signify someone has true integrity. And just to briefly summarize what that episode was about the 10 traits are one we take responsibilities for our actions two putting others needs before our needs three we offer help to others in need four we give others the benefit of doubt five we choose honesty in all things six we show respect to everyone seven we work each day to manifest humility eight we are able to admit we are wrong when we're wrong Nine, we show regularity on being reliable. And ten, we convey true kindness. So I hope those ten things provided insight and something you were able to work on this week and enhance uh, your everyday life um, and continuously working on it. Right. So excited to be back. I still got the intro um, in there. Um, I'm working with the words and the word play. Um, I had an idea about, you know, eventually... Once I can invite a guest on the podcast to customize it to the guests and whatever specific right passion they have or whatever ambition they have uh, for the intro. So that's a that's a pretty cool work in progress and it's just part of the process, right? I'm, I'm enjoying that process and discovery and better understanding how I can deliver the podcast and that brand identity, right? And that originality, that uniqueness, that that swag is what they they call it right so um and then of course it's about basketball so i I thought about it today i was like i have to incorporate a basketball segment into the podcast if i'm going to use basketball as our you know as a platform as the instrument to deliver the message to you guys and how it relates to my life right so um yeah let me let me get into some basketball stuff so today i checked out game six of the eastern conference finals it was uh it was an exciting game it was between boston celtics right miami heat game six boston is up three two and everybody counted miami out today you know they, they thought it was gonna be a closeout series uh for boston but tell you what stars and you know superstars they they definitely step up to the plate when uh when they're needed most, uh, they take ownership and accountability 
um, and be a leader uh, of their team. It's like this this true definition of winning. But perfect example is watching uh, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets uh, play today, right? Just the sheer heart and determination and, and, and just perseverance to pretty much take the team on his shoulder and, and be the example to his team of that hungry mentality that, you know, uh, win by any means necessary. So he dropped 47 points today, nine rebounds and eight assists. And he played like 46 minutes. I mean, he was hooping. Like he was he was making crazy shots, right? He was defensively, everything. He was doing everything. And of course, it's a team sport, right? So his supporting cast. I mean, Kyle Lowry, uh, Kyle Lowry stopped out from the bench. Uh, P.J. Tucker had some key plays at the end. Uh, but it's just interesting to watch the dynamic of the two teams, hard-fought battle. But on the other end, right, you had, you know, Jason Tatum and, and uh, um, Brown, like, they're all-star. And look, I mean, they took two shots in the second half that really kind of changed the course of the game, right? Um, their leaders are their squad, and um, usually they, they usually step up to the plate uh, towards the end of the game. But uh, it's exciting. They're going to have a game seven. It's going to be in Miami, right? So... It's all about that grit, right? And, and the thing is, a lot of these players, I'm sure throughout the playoffs, uh, you know, I'm not a professional athlete, but they've dealing, they deal with injuries all day long, right? And having to recover to play, you know, uh, game seven. So nothing but respect. And it, with that in, you know, in mind, how I utilize basketball uh, for myself, uh, when I work out, usually like today, I put a workout in about an hour 30. Um, I usually listen to a podcast or, you know, uh, play my, my music, you know, my, my b-ball tracks and then do stretching and then I, I just get into the flow, right? My flow state, you know, that's my space of creativity and uh, just allows me to uh, center myself, to, you know, filter thoughts through the mind while I'm, while I'm training. So I think it works for you guys too, whatever it is that you use as a, um, a vessel to allow, you know, your creativity, your imagination uh, to flow through. So that's how I came out with this week's episode, actually, while I was training and how I was brainstorming in my mind while I was in that flow state and uh, kind of solidifying what the episode will be. So I'm excited to, to bring that episode to you guys. So that's how I utilize basketball, really, when I'm, you know, going through a hard day, it's been a challenging day or certain obstacles, adversities that, that arises uh, through my journey in life. You know, I go back to, you know, my happy place, right? Like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and I was like, you're happy. My happy place is, is the courts, the, the sound of the ball, the sound of the park, the sound of families and, you know, everybody at the park just, just, just hanging out, right? Um, so, so every episode, I look to, to deliver some insights on how I utilize basketball um, throughout my life and each day and how I incorporate it to allow me to have the fortitude or ideas or imagination or solutions to overcome um, you know whatever adversity I face uh, each day so on to the dad joke for this week's episode today's dad joke is why do seagulls fly over the ocean because if they flew over the bay we'd call them bagels <laughs> so I share that with my kids right um is a is a good one had a quick laugh out of it uh, so do share it with your kids and your family uh, we call them bagels so that'd be quite interesting if uh, seagulls names were changed to bagels so on to this week's episode episode nine season one 10 interesting insights on parenting 
It is the sunlight of our parental love and encouragement that enables our children to grow in competence and slowly gain mastery over their environment. Felicity Bauer. Before I get into the episode today, I believe it is important that I pay respects and prayers and condolences to the children and the families in the community of Uvalde, Texas, and Rob Elementary School. Just this past Tuesday, a very tragic and just horrific um, event occurred at their school of 21 lives being lost, 19 of them being children, um, being in the fourth grade. And um, this one hits home very close as a parent of um, children in very close similar age. It's, uh, I can only imagine the heartache, the sorrow, the pain that you're feeling, uh, the families, the community. I want to extend my condolences and my prayers during these very challenging times for you and your family. I pray for your children and the teachers uh, that did their best to protect the children. And um, that's kind of where this episode rooted from, you know, the interesting insights on parenting. And these things I will share with you guys that came across through my lessons this past week or this week. And I felt it was important. I saw value in it to share uh, with other parents out there and just to you know allow us to do a quick self-assessment self-inventory of how we are as parents and how we are doing as parents and ways we can improve as parents with our children as we spend time with them and value each moment right so remember always tell your kids you love them right and you can just imagine you know dropping your kids off to school and and that's the last goodbyes right so uh, like I said, my, my heart breaks uh, for the families uh, um, of the children and um, the teachers. So with that in mind, allow me to get into the episode. Ten interesting insights on parenting. <clears throat> and what I'm about to share, and I guess I'll provide my little insights on it, is important that uh, these are just my insights. Opinions are my own. And I simply felt really um, in my heart to share them. Uh, with you uh, during these times and ways we can really engage with our children and improve our relationships with our children and as we are the the pillars and the foundations uh, for our children as an example on how they uh, develop their characteristics their personalities um, you know and how they go about um, the challenges they face each day as, as children so number one if your child is lying it means you overreacted to the mistakes in the past or if our children is constantly lying or we catch them lying it must have meant we overreacted to the mistakes in the past so I think I you know ownership uh, for myself as a parent many things right uh, that your your children make some mistake on and sometimes depending how your day is going um, you, you just overreact you know and I think um, we have to practice uh, patience, of course, and, and sometimes we just need to learn to um, control our responses. It's, a lot of it is, is body language too, right? Or the eye or not necessarily verbal. So I think as parents, sometimes the children children's are going to make mistakes. We make mistakes, right? But the thing about us is, you know, most times no one's around to hold us accountable, right? And, and uh, no one's overreacting with us. So why should we with our 
children, you know, give them that opportunity uh, to learn uh, from the mistake, right? Discuss it with them and explain to them what the mistake was and work towards, you know, um, a habit that they don't make the same mistake. Right? Number two, if our children is a coward, that's kind of a strong word, I guess, kind of reserve is an alternative word, is because you help them too quickly. Don't remove every obstacle from their path. So I guess if you're listening to this, your childhood, right, what, what obstacle did you have growing up? Kind of uh, was there, there a parent present to really just like get you back, you know, for example, falling off your bike or learning how to ride a bike or you're running, you're falling down, scrape your knee, the small things, right, that sometimes we feel like as parents we have, you want our children in this bubble of, you know, this bubble, you know, the bubble boy with the that movie to, to be protected and they don't get harmed. And, and we forget to, to tell ourselves when we were young, we used to do all kind of crazy stuff when we get hurt too, right? So I think that that's what builds character. That's what builds resilience, right? Uh, if they fall down, you know, be there for them, of course, but let them pick themselves back up. I think it's a valuable lesson. Sometimes it's a hard lesson, right? It, it, it hurts, right, to see your children get hurt or they get a owie or whatever. They fall down. It's an accident. Uh, we're very instinctly, I think, as parents, we're just boom, right there and ready to uh, to make sure to remove the obstacle that caused the, the pain um, to them. So I think we need to practice uh, constraint, uh, but of course, continuously be mindful uh, of how your children's body language is and how they're reacting to it. So number three, if your child intentionally disturbs you, it is because you are not physically affectionate enough. So that reverts back to, I think, uh, being parents, depending how you grew up, right? Were you around affection? Were you around love? Were you love around care uh, from your parents or your family members? Um, I think that's, that's important to practice each day, right? Uh, physical affectionate towards your children, uh, just letting them know, right? That, that kind of like sense of protection, I guess you could say, or feeling safe, right? I heard... I think I read something one time, right? Like children trust us when we throw them up in the air and they laugh because they know we'll, we'll catch them, right? So just make sure you let them know, you know, a simple kiss, a simple hug. Um, it goes a long way, I think, in, in building that, that connection with your, with your children. You, know, you practice it each day, every opportunity you get, right? Make sure you make the most of it. Number four, if our child does not stand up for themselves, is because from a young age you have disciplined them regularly in public so getting scoldings in public right us parents shouldn't do so even in front of siblings or other family members so like being shamed right if they they, they do something in public that you're not approval of or they're just acting up or they're not listening right like it's frustrating sometimes right and you know we're so quick to think about what other people are thinking and we're being judged and how we're being parents is crazy and, and it causes this trigger for you to react rather than response right to the behavior that our children has uh, when they're in public so we need to learn to same thing practice patience and constraint and I think how we address them in public and and being mindful of your environment when you address your children, right, have a different delivery, you know, and letting them know that, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, ask them kindly to stop or, you know, um, the consequences of the choice they make of what they're doing, right, kind of explain that to them and what it can happen. 
right? Rather than just boom, blowing up or getting lickings, right? Getting getting spankings in public, I've, I've, I've gotten it, right? And um, it's, it's not fun. And I can imagine the trauma our, our children uh, goes through, right? If it's sometimes we lose our cool and, you know, we can't constrain, our, constrain ourselves, right? So I think that's an important one. We should practice each day, every opportunity we have our children. And if we do um, lose our cool, I think, you know, it's important also to apologize, to let them know, right, um, that you made a mistake. And I think uh, apologizing to your children, I think, goes a long way in building towards that trust. Number five, if your child has poor self-esteem, it is because you advise them more than you encourage them, right? So advising them. We're not advisors of our children. We need to learn to encourage them, right? How did you receive encouragement when you were growing up? when you know your self-esteem your your anxiety your um insecurities was developing right and to as adult life you still deal with those insecurities but it's even more magnified as children as they're developing their sh social skills with other children friends right making friends and fitting in um how have you gotten feedback from an adult or a parent in your life did it translate into advice that you felt or it encouraged you, encouraged you the creativity, imagination, uh, the discipline, freedom, right, to you know, be yourself? I think that's the most important part. Or does it, did it limit you? So I think that's something to kind of self-assess within yourself and then kind of look how ways you can encourage your children, um, you know, or support whatever they're doing, whatever endeavor they're, they're into whether it's you know playing a sport or whether they're into something um, share with them the value of what you know why they're spending time on something and then encourage them to want to learn more about that specific subject matter and you never know they might uncover something that they're passionate about and they they, they digitally work on it right so i think that's important Number six, if you buy everything for your children, still they take things that do not belong to them is because you don't let them choose, right? Most times you say, oh, let's go to the store, buy some toys, it's your choice. You can choose whatever you want, right? And um, so often, right, I think as a parent, it's so much easier to just pick for them because right? they can't make up their mind. Boom, it's just like we forget that grand feeling as children growing up when you go to a toy aisle right in the store or the supermarket and there's so many toys and you can't make up your mind and you just you want this you want that you want this you want that and as parents right we experience it right we want to take them we want to provide that experience for them but we lose patience again right we we, we, we don't allow them to choose for themselves what they want rather we're just so um so much in a rush right to like go 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 hurry up already pick already rather than go ahead take your time you know which one do you like and then ask them i think challenge their minds right why is it that you chose that toy why is it you chose that game or that movie or that pair of shoes and i think that opens up dialogue and conversation to uh, better self-discover yourself and also your child right like their their style their swag right and, and why they choose something so i think that's important we need to pull ourselves back from making that decision for them and let them choose and i think we'll uh we'll appreciate the development of their character if we allow them to do that number seven if your child doesn't respect others feelings the reason might be you always order them instead of not giving importance to their feelings 
So I believe in, in, in school to have a, a class dedicated um, for children to express their feelings, right? Like, how are you feeling today? I'm always joking with my son. Is this class, is this teacher, right? Like, they're always self-discovering how they're feeling. Are they happy? Are they sad? Are they angry? Like, going through through the definitions of those words and those connected them to the feelings, I think is important for their mental development, of course, and social skills amongst their peers and as they um, grow up, right? So always order, ordering them, right? Instead of importance of their feelings, right? So I think that's a challenging one, really, right? Like it's the afterthought, you know, when we say things to our children that at that moment, the spur moment, we say something quick-witted and, and we don't process it in our mind and we don't, we're not considerate of how it makes them feel, right? It's the after fact of like, after we said it, it dawns on you, you're like, man, I shouldn't have said that, you know? Like, how would that make me feel if, if, if you know, someone said that to me and, and I'm saying it to my child? So that's something I think we, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working on and, it just you know the the pace of life just things happening things coming at you all oh, 100 miles an hour right and boom something happens and you respond to your child a certain way and you say a certain thing a certain way it's not what you say it's how you say it uh, you completely disregard how it will make them feel right so i think that's important as parents just be mindful you know us parents we just got to be mindful and continuously work on that um, and step back a little bit, right? I think change, turn the tables around, kind of how we'd make you feel. Right? The golden rule, say unto others and do unto others as you would like done unto you, right? And it, it's the foundation of that kindness. So it's important that we are mindful of the things we say and how we say to our children and how it can impact their emotional feelings. Number eight, if your child is jealous, the reason might be you compare them with others consistently. So I think I briefly touched on this on last week's episode about right the comparison that the society we live in is just obviously the power of social media and media and digital platforms the the, the speed that information travels and you know we never had that before and and the comparison is so easy on the screen the, the screens that we look at of other people's lives and what they're doing and um, so it's in you know. It's important that we are mindful of the impact it's having on our children of kind of having that conversation with them, right, about themselves and what they're seeing and kind of let them, you know, share it with you so you're able to better explain to them their uniqueness, right, as an individual, what makes them special uh, as, as our children, as an individual and and I think it's important to work on that each day with them because there's so many things they see, they want, and um, don't know or understand, right? Obviously, of, of you know the positions those other people are in. And as adults, every day we judge and we get judged, right? We're all guilty of it, and it's something we, we need to work on too. Uh, the, the enviousness, the jealousy, you know, of other people's lives and what we see and we don't know what's really going on behind the scene. Simply put, every day we need to practice that with our children of being grateful and having gratitude for what we have each day. Our blessings, right? The reminder of counting your blessings each day and express that with your children. Let them know, right? The blessings that we have, the small things. And I think the repetitive nature that ingrains in their mind, uh, they're learning to focus on 
the present, the moment, what we have, rather than wishing for something that's out there, right? That, you know, others may have, but, you know, it teaches them the value of working hard for something, right? And, and nothing is impossible. You just got to dream it. Obviously, you got to work hard for it, right? So I think it's a valuable conversation and lesson to continually, continuously have with our children. Number nine, if your child gets angry quickly, the reason I be you have not praised them enough, they only, get, they only get attention by misbehaving, right? So praises of our children, I think there's a timing for that, right? Like you don't want to overwhelm them with, with praises, like, you know, the principality of them earning something, right? Working hard for something. Um, them misbehaving is that sign, right? Like they're trying to show you and, and gain that attention when they misbehave. It's a trigger for them that it'll gain your attention, right? Um, so work on things each time that you, you spend with them. The small wins, I, I call it, right? Um, the small uh, progress uh, that your children has or your progress with them, acknowledge that with them, right? The quick praise and encouragement. Uh, that's an important word, encourage them, right? And I think you, you build that back for them uh, mentally and emotionally that allows them to, um, you know, grow and develop for sure. And then number 10, if the child behaves rudely, it is learned from parents or others living with them, right? So it is true. The observation, uh, the keen eye of our children and uh, being very observant of their environment and their surroundings and adults around them, they uh, emulate, right? They watch, they listen, and they kind of formulate their own characteristics based on it. So we have to do better each day to be mindful when we're on our children, the actions that we're doing, right? How we're going about our day, how we're solving problems, how are we engaging with them, right? How we're responding or treating other people. I think that's a very important one too, is how we treat other people in public. Um, you know, be the example for them of what kindness looks like, right? Explain to them if someone's being rude to you, how do you respond to it? Uh, you know, or rather than react to it, right? I think that's a valuable lesson of conversation to have with your children. And when you face adversity, I think don't, I guess, shield them from it. Let them know you're going through some stuff and, and they might not understand it, right? Depending on what age your children is. But I think that dialogue stays open because when they're going through some stuff, you know, you'd like for them to reach out to you as their parent, right? As their, as their rock to help them go over that or uh, their stepping stone. You know, to help them you know grow so that's it guys just to briefly go through it again number one if a child is lying it means you overreacted to the mistakes in the past number two if your child is a coward i don't want to use that word if your child is reserved it is because you help them too quickly don't remove every obstacle from their path if your child intentionally disturbs you it is because you're not physically affectionate enough if your child does not stand up for themselves it is because from you know, a young age you have disciplined them regularly in public parents shouldn't do this in front of siblings or other family members number five if your child has poor self-esteem it is because you advise them more than you encourage them number six if you buy everything for children still they take things that do not belong to them it is because you don't let them choose number seven if your child doesn't respect others feelings the reason might be you always order them Instead, not giving importance to their feelings. Number eight, if a child is jealous, the reason might be is you compare them with others consistently. 
Number nine, if your child gets angry quickly, the reason might be you have not praised them enough. They only get attention by misbehaving. And number 10, if the child behaves rudely, it is learned from the parents and others living with them, right, adults. So this was a very powerful episode and meaningful episode for me to share with you guys. And like I said, my opinions are my own. I'm simply sharing it and I, I really found value in these, this list and things I can work on. Uh, just, just that self, you know, assessment, right? Um, self inventory and ways you can strengthen and develop your relationship with your children, um, and regardless of what age they are, from parent to parent, right? Regardless of what situation, what walk of life you're in, um, there's no blueprint for parenting, right? And all we could do is do the best we can each day, and and grow with our children, learn with our children, experience. The adversities and but also experience the the success right and us overcoming those adversities with our children and i think that will really foster that relationship and it's even more important now right with that tragic event that happened in uvalde texas once again my prayers and condolences to the children the families the community um you know my heart aches for you you know i'm so so um sorry that you are going through such tragedy so tell your children you love them give them a big fat hug give them a kiss let them know you love them each day right because we never know and value our time every moment we have with them and continuously to continuously grow right so thank you guys for joining me on this episode episode nine season one ten interesting insights on parenting I'm excited to see you guys again next week for some insightful conversation encouraged to that podcast uh, before I conclude it you know I have to make my announcements right um, the book Finding American Stories of Immigrants from 50 States I believe we're at like 26% on our campaign it's on Indiegogo uh, do please check it out support it check out the background it's, it's stories of 200 immigrants from across the U.S. and had the privilege of being part of the project to share the stories out there of other immigrants. Uh, their stories of struggle and triumph and, and overcoming obstacles and, and their, their families, how they've uh, supported them. So, And then Courage to Adapt Clothing and Apparel brand. I got to work on the website and some designs. But as mentioned, you know, that one is uh, really dedicated to helping out a few nonprofits back home in the Philippines. Do check it out when you have a moment, couragetoadapt.com, and connect with me on all social media platforms. Um, you know, my link for all my accounts, right? I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm learning to utilize all the digital platforms to get my message out there. My full page will be on the description. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Tell your kids you love them. You know, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. JT Chep, out. Thank you so much for listening to Courage to Adapt podcast. We hope you have a productive and safe week. If you enjoy this episode, please share with others and kindly give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when our new episodes are released. If today's episode provided valuable insights for you, I kindly ask and request you head over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Please connect with me on all social media platforms for 
meaningful and inspiring content. You can find the link in the show notes for all my social media accounts. I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. This podcast was brought to you by the Select Few LLC business consulting management firm, which specializes in the field of project management, ESL tutoring, foreign student exchange programs, sports agent business consultation. You'll find the website link on the show notes to book your free consultation. Also, Courage to Adapt Clothing and Apparel Brand and inspiring and thoughtful designs on our canvas of our products to spread the message and representation of you having the courage to adapt in your life's journey. You're able to find the website in the show notes. Do check out our products, which supports a few nonprofit organizations in the Philippines, in the farming community, and a homeless shelter to help provide food and school supplies for for the children. And last but not least, Forefathers Fitness. You'll be able to find the website for Forefathers Fitness on the show notes at forefathersfitness.com with their amazing vision to empower men over 40 to achieve lasting wellness through comprehensive range of services and products, including accountability coaching, scientifically proven fitness strategies, and nutritional guidance by working with their clients to identify and overcome any obstacles to their health and well-being, we aim to live the best lives and reach their full potential. With the mission of empowering men over 40 to achieve optimal health and vitality by providing the tools and support necessary to regain strength and form. Whether you're looking to rebuild your fitness or simply want to learn how to optimize your health, Forefathers Fitness is here to guide you on your journey. Forefathersfitness.com And again, have an amazing week and I will see you on the next episode of Courage to Adapt podcast.